Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Welcome back to starting a private practice with Zinni Me. This is Miranda. And I'm Kelly. And we are two therapists that are here to help you start your happy, profitable private practice. And this week, we're going to be talking about your marketing plan. All roads have led up to this point. This is usually the reason why people want support in their practice is how to get the phone ringing. And that's what today is all about. If you are jumping into this particular podcast and you haven't listened to the rest of it, please know we've been talking about marketing for weeks um, and we've been setting the foundation for why this week works. So if you haven't implemented or if you're if you're just going to try to listen to this and implement without doing the other things, you're probably going to find that it doesn't work. And this is one of the biggest things that we find with marketing plans is that often when they were not done with intention and with clarity, people say, well, I've already done, I've already built a website. I've already gotten to the first page of Google. I have already networked with people. I've done all of these other things and it hasn't worked. And so they can get really frustrated. So for those of you who are starting out, Please also know that if you hear from other people who haven't been successful and they say, well, marketing doesn't work, networking doesn't work, websites don't work, don't listen to somebody who hasn't been successful on what you should or shouldn't do. Let's look for the people that have been successful. Okay. I just had to like put that out there before we dove in today. All right. So... Everything has led up to this point, the vision, your niche, your message, your website, and the marketing plan is simply putting your message and being visible in the world to the people who you are meant to support and help through your practice. Yes. And while for most of us, the first time we do a marketing plan, we just think, who am I marketing to? Anybody who can pay me, I just want the phone to ring. Anybody who will start, like I could do anything because we, you know, that's what we've usually experienced in our previous training and our previous positions. We're used to doing whatever we can with whomever. Um, And yet, when it comes to marketing, unless you're in a super rural area where there's no other therapist, you need to market more than just I'm a therapist. You need to have some sense of who you're going to reach out to. Right. And so since you've already done our marketing, um, you've already done your marketing message and you've already picked one place to start, your marketing plan is going to focus on that particular group in particular. Remember, this doesn't mean this is the only person you can ever market to, but we are going to focus on one. So let's let's use as an example, you're going to work with anxious adults. All right. Right. And why do we settle on one? Well, you're learning a new skill. And if you try this new skill in multiple places, you're going to spread yourself thin. You're going to confuse people. You're going to confuse yourself. And even if you are in some rural area, you want to be clear on how you stand out because you want to be known. I want to remember you for 
who you really do work with, because this all leads to getting great outcomes, right? When we attract the right clients to us, we can get great outcomes, which is great for that client, their family and generations to come. And it's great for our field because it shows, hey, therapy does work. So you're taking these anxious adults and then you're deciding what's the main service that you're offering. For a lot of you, it's going to be one-to-one therapy. Some of you are going to choose to do maybe um, consultation or supervision. There's lots of ways, but generally speaking, when you're starting with your group, your first practice, it's going to be your individual therapy. Yes. And from there, you're going to start with what we call like the marketing table. It's got four legs on it, right? You could have a table with one leg, but it's not as sturdy as when you have all four sections. So we want to talk about these four areas that are going to help you market to, in this example, the anxious adults. So first we're going to work on building referrals. So having people who can refer over to you and say, oh my gosh, did you hear about Sally? She's an amazing, she does amazing work with anxious adults. I think she'd be fantastic for you. And while it can feel really scary to reach out and start to connect with people, there's actually, um, it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it to be. So the first thing we want to look at is making a list of all the people who already like, know, and trust you. That can be friends, that can be family members, that could be old supervisors, it could be old colleagues, like all of those people. Can we just start there? Mm-hmm. And create a list of people that hopefully you enjoy. If you don't enjoy them and you don't like talking to them, please don't just leave them off the list. Um, But these are people that you enjoy. What would it look like to put that list together? Right. This is one of the biggest areas that is most useful, but most often overlooked because People, when they start something, they feel they feel anxious and nervous and don't want to maybe be seen. And so they start with people who don't know them, right? Or they want to hide behind the website. But we really feel that if you can create safety within yourself and start reaching out to the people who you feel safe with, that's going to build your confidence and mm-hmm. clarity as you start marketing in other places where you're not as known. And also think about your providers. Think about like who you see the doctor, who, what dentist you go to, your attorney, your financial advisor, your um, spiritual leader, all of these people know you. And Mm -hmm. they can be the ones that connect you to others and make new introductions. Yeah. I think that's the other part too, is sometimes we can go into these conversations feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going and I'm asking for referrals or I'm asking them to do me a favor or I'm begging and they're going to know that I'm not already magically successful. And really, I I want you to think about the idea. I always thought it was funny. Um, I'm not a very like, I'm not a big car person. I know this is going to sound like a silly example, but I'm not a big car person. And I remember I would go to this gym and I got like a new to me car, a new used car. And I was like, oh, did you get a new car? And they wanted to like celebrate with me. And I thought that was like so weird. I was like, oh yeah, like the other one, you know, died. died. (laughs) Like, yeah, I got this. It's great. And they're like, oh my God, it's really great. Like they wanted to celebrate this thing. Like it was the sense of like success. What would it be like for those people around you, number one, before anything else, to allow them to celebrate with you, to allow them to be like, wow, you're starting a business. Like, that's really exciting. Now, 
That does bring up just one thing. There are some people that like, know, and trust you who might be really fearful for you in starting a business. Um, And so those are some people that maybe we put at the bottom of the list. Um, (laughs) We'll start with the people that are going to be the most excited for you. Um, So can we let people celebrate with you? I think that's first and foremost. I think the other part too, is to know that um, we're going to need referrals for our clients. We're going to need to connect um, you know, it's not like when we worked at an agency or some other place where somebody had a referral list, like you're going to be starting a lot of things from scratch. So there's going to be some things that you're going to need that may be helpful for other people, mm-hmm. right? So your clients are going to need a primary care physician. So talking with your primary care about whether they're taking new clients, if they're only private pay, what insurances, what have you, that can be really important, um, to start to, See this as a conversation that is about connecting. It's about allowing people celebrate with you. It's about getting to know what's happening in their life and asking about them too. And not just, hi, my name is Miranda and I just started a private practice. I know we haven't talked in 17 years. Send me clients. clients. I'm desperate for clients. Like that doesn't feel good. But to say, hey, you know, I was just going through and I was looking at things. I was going through some changes and I was thinking about you. Like, how's life been? Like, I know we worked together like five years ago and we used to do supervision all the time. And like, I, I'm now that I'm going to private practice, like I really want to reconnect in. And I know I'm going to have to be more intentional about my community building. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to connect, see how you're doing, what's happening. And if it's new people that you are connecting with, especially with professionals, I always like the perspective of Hey, I specialize in working with anxious adults and I need really good physicians to refer them to that know how to treat anxiety. Is it something that you love working with? Is that a good fit? How, what does the referral process look like for you so that I can be sure that we collaborate on client care? Like that's a very different conversation than, Hey, I'm an anxiety therapist in the building and I have openings. Do you see how it's just sort of like, well, there's no, there's no meeting in the middle. There's no collaboration. There's no getting support and getting to know each other. So this is building community. It's a long-term strategy. You know, people will be like, well, I've met five people this month and nothing (laughs) has happened. It takes time to build relationships, but the work you put in now will pay off in the long-term. And that also brings up going to networking meetings and things like this. Well, mm-hmm. I always like coffee for friends. I, we've written blogs on this. I prefer to go out with people for fun. And I'd rather do like a Zoom call or a phone call to connect. And that's only after I, there's been some email exchange or I'm really clear that, hey, I want to meet this person. Because yeah. a lot of times that can be happening when you're just meeting with everybody and giving everybody space on your calendar. It can be really exhausting. So when mm-hmm. you, if you decide, right, again, when we're looking at this, this leg of the, of the table of building referrals and connecting in with people, if you decide to do networking meetings, the goal is not to schedule 20 coffees. The goal is not to hand out 30 business cards. The goal is to make a couple of hopefully like moderately deep connections mm-hmm. with people that you feel in alignment with from a value perspective the goal could even be like, oh, that's not someone I'd want to refer to or get a referral from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like to really trust your intuition as you go through that process and then reach out and have some kind of follow-up. And it could be as simple as an email follow-up. Like everything doesn't have to be 
um, in person, in person, it doesn't need to be, um, initially, well, I can't do anything either. I have to do a Skype with them or a, or a zoom meeting. Wow. I just aged myself. I think, (laughs) um, I either have to do this or I don't reach out to them at all. Um, I was even talking with one of our coaching clients the other day and they said, Oh, I have a stack of people I was supposed to follow up with from the networking meeting. They're like, Oh, I just, and I just get in my head about it. And I said, well, for me, I would always sit in the car and from my mobile phone, I would literally send them a message, an email saying, Hey, it was great to meet you. This is wonderful. I I'm putting this in my email that I remember that you do ABCD. I do this. Like I hope to see you at the next one or whatever the follow-up that I want to do, but I do it right then and there. Mm-hmm. It gives them a sense that I'm a person that follows up. It shows that I really want to connect and it also takes it off my to-do right. list. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'd rather leave a networking meeting 15 minutes early and sit in my car and do right. those than put it on my desk and have it be something I never look at again. And once you start seeing clients, we want you to start finding out who their other providers are, where they get other kinds of care or services, and then maybe reaching out to those people, not necessarily to collaborate on treatment, but just saying, hey, I heard about you and your services. I'd love to connect. This is what I do. Tell me more about what you do so that I can refer to you properly. Again, uh, it also, when you find out about physicians or psychiatrists that your clients are seeing, um, it is important to collaborate and care as well. So you have like this, this is where that intersection of great clinical care Mm -hmm. and also your marketing align. You get to make new relationships while also serving your clients better. So that's your first table is building referrals. That's something you want to do probably weekly um, on a consistent basis, just because that's what relationships and new connections kind of take. Yes. So your second leg is leg is going to be elevating your website ranking and findability. We already talked about your marketing message. We put together hopefully that one page website. Now we're working on getting that website findable. Now, lots of things happen over time. There's there would be lots of things that you'll say, how can you get your website findable? You just pay for ads and, mm. and get to the first page of Google. We don't find that to be a great long-term strategy. And for most people that are starting out, it's not great in terms of marketing budget. Because um, you're actually putting money on something you don't know how well it converts yet. It's all new. Your website is new and you don't even know yeah. if you have it locked in yet. Yeah. So, so you might be spending, you know, five hundred or thousand dollars a month to find out um, to find out what that what that looks like. So we would rather you um work on doing things that have a multiple, like a, like a win, win, win. So one of the, one of the things that we really recommend is blogging. Now we're not talking about like, you have to write crazy intense articles or or a thesis. (laughs) This is not that kind of writing. This is like conversational conversations on how you can help and support. In fact, in our business school, we actually give people outlines of their first six blogs. And the blogs are things like how to find an anxiety therapist in Oceanside, California. Right. And we're just giving people basic information. A lot of the information that is second nature to you and that you feel like everybody knows, they don't actually know. And when we put that information into blog format, it tells Google that we are really attending to our website, that we are an actual business. Business. We're consistent. (laughs) Um, We're giving them consistency. We're giving them keywords that help the little um, robots to go through. Mm -hmm. And it helps 
Google really get to know us and go, oh, this is a therapist in private practice. Here's what they do. And it starts helping it raise up to that first page of Google. I do want to say this. I feel like we've been together since 2010. So whenever you're listening to this and we have watched fads come and go in marketing Mm -hmm. and we have watched blogging, people say, oh, you don't really need that. Yeah. You just pay for an ad or this, but the people who have blogged and we have always held a consistent belief that has never wavered that blogging is one of the greatest ways to naturally organic, naturally organically without paying money, get your website ranking on the first page of Google and to keep it there over time. So you'll see this and we'll talk a little bit, but like a lot of times people say, well, I just use Instagram or I use Facebook. And let me be clear. There was a time when I very, this is actually before Kelly and I came together, when I first started doing coaching and I'm like, oh yeah, you could just use Facebook if you wanted to. And then I watched Facebook go from (laughs) a great spot where you could easily market your business, where everybody who liked your business would see see whatever you posted to them changing the algorithm and creating these things where you had to pay incredible amounts of money to get your website seen these free places on social media where you might feel like you are marketing your business, they are not free, right? They are not free. You are not in charge. They can change the game at any point. They can shut down your account at any point, your blog and your website. They're yours. They're yours forever. And I want you to really consider investing into a spot where it doesn't shift and change where you're in control. This is your, this is your house, you know, this is your house. Like we're going to build your house. We're not going to build Instagram's house. We're not going to build Facebook's house. Yes. It can be great to use things like TikTok, Instagram, what have you sparingly. But if that's the only place and if that changes or shifts, which has been happening at this at the time, this recording is 2023 and businesses that were built themselves on Instagram are saying, wow, Oops. I can't, right. I can't get any clients because the algorithm shifted. So with blogging, we recommend when you're starting to do weekly for at least three to six months, if that feels too much, then twice a month. And if you're a person who's saying, I can't write, I, I get stuck, get loom up and record yourself doing a video and transcribe the video into a blog and you can have the video and the blog there. But consistently updating your website with new material is helpful. That also brings to us suggesting that you create a specialty page. So if you're working with these anxious adults, you want a specialty page on the anxiety treatment or anxiety therapy that you're providing. Again, it it lets Google know, hey, I blog about this. I talk about it. I have a page on my website about it. And it shows people that you have an expertise and that you, you're demonstrating a connection to those anxious adults. Yeah. So we've talked about the two legs. We're building referrals. We're elevating that website um, visibility. visibility, right? Your SEO ranking. And then we're going to look at growing the website traffic. Now, obviously, what we do with our SEO can be impactful, right? That's going to, over time, grow our website traffic, but sometimes it can take several months to get to the first page of Google. So we need a way to get our website visible before Google is putting it at the top of the list. Right. One of the ways that we recommend this is sharing your website in other places. Um, 
So for example, this could be on social media. And if you're a person who is saying, I am not doing social media, we do recommend you at least have LinkedIn because it's going to help you with building those referral connections because it's considered much more of a professional site. So if you want to connect with other professionals in your area, then that is a great social media platform to have. And it doesn't suck up your time with doom scrolling or anything like that. You can go in there and share your blogs, um, anything that you're doing on your social media. I think the other part too, is people think, oh, you know, I, I have, I have a personal social media, but I don't want to, I don't want to mix any of my professional on there. I don't want to share this there. I'm going to make, I know it's an uncomfortable conversation, but this is your life. This is, these are the people that want to keep up with you. Like it can be really beautiful and actually more beneficial for you to share on your personal social media than to create a whole professional social media and grow from that space. So even if you're just connecting in with other people, friends that you know, and sharing what you're doing in a blog, sometimes there are also Facebook groups where you can be of a resource. Mm -hmm. So let's say there's a Facebook group for moms in your city, right? And you know, there's a lot of anxious moms and that's one of your like subsets of population. You could be in that Facebook group. You could look at what people are are um, posting about, and maybe you write a blog in response, like, "Hey, I have some resources," mm -hmm. and then you can let people know, "Hey, I did this blog, and I did a guided meditation for any of the mamas who need that who are anxious mamas. You can go and access that meditation here, mm -hmm. right? So here's a way that I could be of service for a group that maybe I'm even a part of." while also and and give back and also be driving traffic to my website. Another cool thing is writing reviews as you're connecting with referral sources. Let's say you work with a psychiatrist who loves working with anxious adults too, and you collaborate with them enough. Write a review for them on their Google business listing. Actually, people think that that's weird. Like, mm -hmm. oh, but I shouldn't do that. But actually it makes you visible. It shows the collaboration only if it's authentic, right? Yeah. But like putting, supporting other businesses, usually in kind, they may write a review for you as yes. a colleague and because reviews from colleagues are okay. Yeah. Um, but it's a great way to build connection when you're referral networking and for you to be seen and get traffic to your website as well. Yeah. Now, one of the other ways that can be kind of fun for website traffic, um, and this is kind of like a twofer in terms of building your website um, visibility, your SEO and the website traffic, is to create a, um, a blog series where you interview other professionals yeah. in your area. Like, I love this one. This can feel a little advanced. It can be a little scary when you're starting out in our business school. We like give you templates and everything exactly how to do this. But you can reach out and say, hey, I'm doing a series on, um, on people that work with anxious adults. So I'm going to send you a series of questions. Here are the pieces so that I can do that. Um, and then once it is published, then you send it over to them and say, oh, you know, here's the information. Thank you so much. If you want to share on your social media, here are the pieces. So then that person's excited that they got featured. Now they didn't have to write any content. They didn't have to blog. So they feel like this is an easy thing. They'll show it on their social media. Sometimes they'll share it on their own blog. And now you're getting link backs as well, which is really cool. Yeah. 
So now we're going to come to the fourth table leg, which is building visibility, being seen more in your communities online and offline. And one of the ways to do that, we do recommend directory listings. Not all directory listings are the same. You want to be sure that that directory listing aligns with your values. It's why we like Therapy Den so much at the time of this recording. Um, some people use psychology today. Some people choose not to because of some of their political stances. But directory listings, I recommend having a Yelp listing simply because um, you want to be able to see what reviews are done of you. And if you do create that listing, Yelp will want to sell you stuff. Don't buy anything from Yelp. Just no. do the free listing. Yes. A Google My Business listing is really good to have. And then maybe like a directory listing. If your association has any free directories, yes. do them. And again, the Google My Business is free. Mm -hmm. um, you will find sometimes as you do add in these listings and directories, you'll suddenly start getting people who are like, hey, I can help you with your SEO. I can help you with this. I can help you with that. Some of those are legitimate businesses. A lot of them are not. Yes. And they are deeply overcharging for the resources. Right. Um, sometimes like I see them charging $600 for something that you can get for $15 and you just don't know what they're actually talking about. And this is one of the reasons why we love empowering therapists in private practice so much, um, as opposed to just saying, well, just go buy this thing and it will do the piece of, the, you know, it will build your business from scratch. It's really important to understand some of these some of these technical pieces so that you are not taken advantage of yeah. the amount of therapists over the last since 2010 that we have talked to that they are spending thousands of dollars on nothing or on things that actually harm their business because they didn't know yeah and we want to empower you that you can know what's working and what's not okay sorry so just getting into that little little piece of that i think is really important all right. So directory listings, again, the free ones don't pay. Um, some of them, unless you do something like psychology today, good therapy, those do have like a cost to them. There's then, some, oh, there's some niche ones too. Therapy yes. for black girls, yes. like Asian American niches. One of the best ways to find a directory listing that really makes sense is to search for your kind of therapist, your kind of therapist, <laughs> like search, like you're the client and see if there's a directory listing that was already at the top of yes. Google. And is there, maybe there's only two or three, or there's maybe there's no men and you're the only man, or maybe there's only men and you're the only woman, like whatever that is, look, if there's a place that you can stand out and it makes sense. Another great thing that you can do is speaking in your community. Now this may not be for everyone, but as you're referral networking, right, you're meeting these new doctors or attorneys, you could do lunch and learns, you can give talks, you can give paid speaking engagements, mm -hmm. and be known in your community for your niche. And that will come out of looking for opportunities for speaking, but also in developing relationships with other businesses in which you could provide that as a service. Yeah. And again, educate them so that they could better refer to you. And, and a lot of you might think, oh my gosh, that feels really, I would have to come up with a presentation that'll take me hours. Guess what? I'm going to tell you, especially in this example of anxious adults, if you just go in for lunch and learn and you just give people a guided imagery or meditation 
and that's all you do and, do and you get Q&A. them in their body. Yeah. And then yeah. talk about questions like that's it. You're better off doing that than coming in and speaking. Yeah. No thesis, no presentation. thesis presentation, no PowerPoint slides, just hi, Miranda, I'm an anxiety therapist in Oceanside, California. And I know that the work that you do with front-facing clients in a medical office can be really stressful and you're often taking care of other people. Today, we're going to talk about resources that you can use to take care of you in and out of the office. And so we're going to do some juicy breathing exercises, a guided imagery, and a little meditation. And hopefully by the end of this 20 minutes, you're going to feel ooey and gooey, but we'll check it in. We'll see if it works for you. How's that sound to everybody? Everybody ready to feel ooey and gooey? Yes. 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 Perfect. I'm going to remember ooey gooey way over <laughs> a slide deck presentation, right? So if if you feel at all compelled to educate and inspire um, and support people in that way, I think it is a great way to be visible in your community. Now, you can also be visible on social media. You could do lives. You could guest on podcasts. Do not start a podcast when you're starting your private practice just be on people's podcasts and to when, start to start. So if you're anxious, clients love certain kinds of podcasts, maybe guest on those. Mm-hmm. And then you can also do something that we call, uh, we talk about a lot in business school, which is called HARO. That's called help a reporter out. It's a way for you to be featured in other with journalists and other kinds of articles. So it's, a weekly or it's a daily email. It can get very overwhelming very quickly. Let me be clear. Um, But it's a daily email that you can kind of scan through quickly and it will give you some options. Say, Hey, we're looking for therapists to talk about this issue, or we're looking for anxiety strategies or anxiety therapists. We're looking for this. And you're like, Oh, this is great. We recommend that you spend no more than five to 10 minutes responding to that inquiry And our business school, again, we give you templates. We will go over what this looks like, how to set up your email and how to make it so it doesn't become a time suck. Um, But it can be a great way to um, build your expertise, your visibility. You can then put it on your website that like as seen in Ober Magazine, Home and Garden, HGTV or wherever you've been featured, as well as getting a link back, which helps with your search engine optimization. It tells Google, oh, wait. This isn't just any website or this isn't just any therapist. This is a therapist that other magazines and other bigger places are pointing to. They're saying this person is a legitimate expert. So we're going to give them a boost. So with your building your visibility and growing the website traffic, those two table legs are something you're going to do about monthly. So there's all these different options that you get to pick and choose, but we really strongly want you to build relationships, get your website visible, send people to your website and be seen in your community where your anxious adults are hanging out. That's that's the goal here of your marketing plan. And if you have questions about how long this is going to take, stay tuned for our next upcoming episode where we're going to answer the common questions about marketing and how to implement this plan. Until next time, y'all. Remember, we have resources for you. You can go to zinnyme.com forward slash pod for amazing resources, some discounts and all that good stuff. So bye, y'all. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice 
head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.